Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Herbal Medicine for Emotional Healing. You guys, this is the last episode of 2020. I always feel emotional <laughs> at the end of each year um, that we get to the last episode of the year. I almost can't believe it each time. And, um, you know, it's just an opportunity for me to say thank you uh, for being here, for being on the journey and for sharing. You know, it's a massive labor of love to create this information and to meet with people and interview them and to share this information in the world. And truly none of it would be possible without you and your desire to grow and expand and be part of this community. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I just wanted to say that I'm just sending you my love and sending you all kinds of light. Um, I think this is the perfect episode to end on this year as I think this year has been emotional. I know it has for me in different ways. And, and from what I hear from you guys, it has been too. And, and not just emotional in a sad way, but sometimes experiencing, you know, heightened peak times of joy and, and new experiences and things of that nature. You know, we run the gamut on emotions. And I think the earth provides us a lot of tools so that we can balance our emotions and understand them and certainly not let them take over our life. And so this conversation was so valuable. I'm so excited to share it with you. Um, Tina Sams, my guest, she has been working with and writing about herbs for nearly 30 years, and she is just a gem. She made stops along the way in her journey, including being a wreath maker, a Renaissance festival shop owner, a soap maker, a distiller, a full-time shop owner. She's been an herb teacher, a forager, and everything in between. She's written or compiled nearly 20 books while publishing The Essential Herbal Magazine since 2001 and has yet to find anything that she doesn't love about herbs. So with no further ado, help me welcome Tina Sams. Tina, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with us today. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So I'm really excited to dive into talking about herbs. They have played a role in my life. Um, and you have a book called Herbal Medicine for Emotional Healing. I think it's incredible that you wrote a book just focusing on emotional healing. It's so important. And certainly um, with this year, it's, I think, increasingly more important. So it's can interesting you- timing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And really interesting timing. And um, maybe you can take us back and just tell us a little bit about a, your journey with herbs and, and herbal remedies and where that began and what brought you to today. Well, um, I work with my sister most of the time, Marianne Schwartz, and um, we um, we've always been around plants. We've always been around farms and we're in Lancaster County. So 
um, we wound up at the Renaissance Fair as the Herb Ladies. Just, we really didn't know what we were doing, but you know, this was 20 some years ago. And um, from there, we found out that we really had to learn what we were talking about. So we did. And um, it turned out that I, medicinal herbs were just coming into being popular then. And while a lot of people liked physical herbs, you know, that would, would um, help with physical problems, I was more drawn to the ones that were emotional. So that's kind of, now about 20 years ago, I started a magazine about herbs and um, that required a lot of emotional herbs for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I've just kind of, that's been an interest for me. I, I'm interested in the other ones, but that's sort of my, my personal interest. Yeah, and I think we're living in a time where, you know, a lot of people that are in my practice that I coach with, a lot of people that listen to the show that send me messages, you know, just talk about a lot of like things from anxiety to depression to, you know, just even the daily anxiousness that we feel mm -hmm. in life, like not even, you know, people that don't identify. Yes, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this past year that we've had and you know, and a lot of people, you know, say to me, like, you know, I don't think medication is something or I'm not at that point, or I don't feel like I need that, but like, what can I do? And so where in your vantage point do herbs, where, where would you think about them as far as like in connection with these, these emotional things that everybody feels at time at some time or another, and how can they be helpful? Well, they there's a there's a group of herbs called adaptogens that um, basically help our bodies uh, handle stress. Which personally, I think stress is other than things like grief or something like that that comes and hits you from the side. Usually, it's stress that is the basis of all the the things that bother us, or all the ways that we're emotionally unbalanced. So. Um, then I think that those adaptogens are good. like holy basil to me, I think should be in the water supply because it just is so, and I'm kidding there. I don't really think, but, but it, it just is such a, a it, it supports emotional health pretty much on a regular basis. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's great. And, and what are, what are other of your favorite herbs? Like that just are really balancing, let's say for anxiety. Well, um, we start with chamomile around here, you know, even just the tea, because it's, that's, um, that was the thing that really got me started, honestly, was we had, uh, we had our Renaissance Fair shop, and then at the same time, we opened a full-time regular shop for herbs, and we were just running around so crazy that, you know, how you get overly tired and you can't relax, and so I, um, sat down and had a cup of chamomile tea and I felt my shoulders going down and I just felt myself relaxing. And that was sort of the, the first real strong signal to me that just these easy little things can make a huge difference if you let them. 
Definitely. And what would you recommend? Like, what's an easy thing like chamomile is for maybe anxiety for something if people are feeling depressive thoughts or kind of down? Is there something that is a nice, easy entry point? Well, um, that honestly, I, I really do feel like holy basil is, and some people call it Tulsi is another name for it. But in um, the plant is revered in India. In fact, a lot of the houses have, um, what do you call it? And they, they keep the plant indoors and then they have rituals to the plant. And um, it, I try and take it every day because it just, uh, my story about it is that I had been taking care of my brother when he was, um, this was quite a few years ago and he was terminally ill. And I was trying to keep the magazine going and then my daughter was a teenager and, and I'm taking care of this guy who wasn't all that cooperative. And so a lot of times I'd find myself sitting at the computer writing with tears rolling down my face that had absolutely nothing to do with what I was working on. And I wasn't even aware of it. And uh, I had a, a Yahoo group at the time for the magazine. And we were talking about different herbs for stress. And somebody mentioned that. And I happened to have grown it that year just as a coincidence and tinctured it. So I had it all ready to go. And I tried it and immediately uh, felt like I was this, this, the weight that was on me had moved off to the side and I could look at it. And I could look at it and say, I think I can handle this. And that's how it works for me. And I, I've, a lot of people have told me that they get that too. Is, the, is tincture the best way to take holy basil? Well, tea works too. And um, let's see. I usually use tinctures because I'm um, not very patient. And so <laughs> I can just hit it and go. <laughs> but unfortunately, we should sit down and have a cup of tea. That would solve a lot of problems right there. But that's not how life is. So um, either way works really well. And there are a lot of different teas. If you look in the grocery store, there's probably 10 different Tulsi teas right now, or holy basil teas. So, so yes. great. It's good to know that these things are out there. I mean, we just don't have the knowledge sometimes, but something as simple as that to, I mean, right now, I just think everybody on probably many different levels could use some lower stress, right? And to, right. Right. to, feel, like, to feel like they can move off their problems and be able to like witness them and move through them. And yeah. that can, that's valuable. Yeah, that makes a big difference, I think. Um, it, another one that's pretty good is um, we used, we, it's called, the nickname is Siberian ginseng, but it's not from Siberian, it's not a ginseng. So the real name for it is Eleuthero, which is E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-O. And it is a root that, um, the reason they call it, the reason it has Siberian is in its name is because it was tested there in um, factories. And what they did was they have these big uh, windowless factories and they gave half of the people this herb and half of them they did not. And after a given 
period of time, they, they measured every measurable um, attribute, like how many missed days, how, you know, like um, how many mistakes were made and all those things. And they found that the people who took the Siberian ginseng did much, much better. So that one I've used in the past before I learned about um, holy basil, and that's pretty helpful. That's great. That's interesting. So whenever you hear Siberian ginseng, it isn't actually ginseng? Right. And hmm. it's not really from Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for confusing? <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of them in herbs. <laughs> That's good to know. I've actually heard of that and thought it was definitely ginseng. So that's really interesting. You talk about in your book, um, herbal energetics. Can you share a little bit about what that is? Well, there are, um, there are things that are, let's see, how, how can I say this? See, for me, it's personally, this is a new thing that's, um, like when you have a dry cough, you know that you need to take something that will moisten it and, and help you cough. That's intuition, or that's what we know. But um, in order to make herbalism easier for people to learn, it's uh, energetics is really being, uh, it, it's pretty popular right now. And it's so that you learn to go with, herbs that will balance you in that way. So if you have this condition that's dry, then you're gonna want an herb that's moistening. Or if you have something that's hot, makes you hot, then you'll want a cooling herb. Uh, stuff like, it, it's, for me, it's harder to learn those because I um, am, they're intuition to me. You, you just know those things. Right, but, so it's bringing balance back. Yes, exactly. You're going back to the center. And you also mentioned in the book about constitution. Like I've heard that, is that the same thing in regards to like homeopathy? Well, no. Well, it probably is actually, now that I think about it, I never really thought about that. But yeah, it, you know, like how somebody will be flushed and um, heavy set and maybe sleeps a lot. That's their constitution. You know what I mean? Yeah, their natural way. Yeah, like. or somebody who couldn't gain a pound if their life depended on it and they're bouncing up here and there, that's their constitution. That would be yeah, a nice one. Kind of <laughs> I'm like, yeah. can I adopt that constitution? I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> when can we invent that? I like that. Yeah, I know. Um, so, so are there certain herbs that then um, interact differently, like based on your constitution? Well, you can't really change your constitution, but yeah, like some people tend to run, uh, have a dry constitution. So they can't, they try and avoid drying herbs because it'll make it worse. Or um, uh, let's see. It's generally like that, like heat or or moisture. Okay, and then and then you there's you have awesome like recipes, I guess herbal recipes I want to call them for different yeah. tinctures and teas and balms and things to put in your bath and things of that nature. Like for somebody who's just starting out with herbs, is there you know? 
is there a point at which it's too much if you're taking teas and tinctures and putting things in your bath? Should you start one place or another or just feel like intuitively to what you're called to? You have great, like you have things for panic and phobias and nervous tummy tincture and nerve support tincture. I mean, there's these great titles, I think that would draw people in depending on what they're experiencing, but what's your recommendation on starting? Well, um, I tried to balance the recipe so that it didn't really depend too much on energetics because I, I think that especially with emotional stuff, when you're upset, or you're stressed out, the last thing you need to do is try and figure out, is this going to be good for my constitution? Or is this? So um, I tried to balance that out. And um, for the most part, I made sure to choose herbs for this book that were safe. And um, there's a couple that, you know, you wouldn't want to take too much because they might make you, uh, give you an upset stomach, but I, I did list that in the book. But you would go for one, you would try for one thing first. Say you're having trouble sleeping, then you work on that. And then um, if you had some other kind of issue that you wanted to work on, then could add that in. But you wanna see what's working. Sometimes um, people will try a whole bunch of things and it probably won't hurt them, but then they don't know what worked. Right. So you wanna try just, looking at it one way, trying one thing and seeing if that works and then add or subtract or move on to something completely different. And is there like, is there anything that would like interact with the different people? I know you said there were like, I know there are some herbs that maybe aren't as just across the board safe, right? Like you want to regulate how you use them a little bit more than maybe some herbs, but generally the stuff in the book is pretty across the board, like simple for most people. Well, I, and I do try and list it that um, usually it's people who are in blood thinners need to be careful because plants are just tend to naturally be that way. And um, a few things that honestly, I don't think there are any here that are uh, bad for pregnant women, but they haven't been proven safe. Right. Which doesn't mean there's a problem, but it doesn't mean that they're, they can't guarantee that it's safe. So you'd want to stay away from that probably. But for the most part, um, it's usually blood thinners that are a problem. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. And then how does it work? Like I, is it something that's cumulative? So let's say you try like one of the, anxiety tinctures is it something that builds in you over time and you would you know if you're seeing benefit at the beginning you would continue to see like benefit over time do you recommend if somebody has a tincture that works for them that you would keep using that consistently how does that work hmm well that's uh it depends on what's causing the anxiety for one thing you know so some things you just want to get over this little hump and and I tried to make those recipes clear. You know, there's kind of different sections, but, and then some things are, are long-term and there's not anything that you're gonna um, be able to change until that situation changes. And so that's, um, there's a couple of them, and that's where your adaptogens come in. And they're like, um, there's the holy basil and the Eleuthero or Siberian ginseng. And then there's, 
astragalus and ashwagandha and rhodiola and stuff like that that um just support you and help you get through it and you may have to take it for a while until you decide a lot of times what happens is um if you get it together if you've been stressed down and you haven't been able to think straight sometimes if you can just pull it together then it's like oh this is what i need to do but um you have to be able to stop and think is the problem and so yeah, that's a good point. And what about sourcing herbs? Like I imagine myself thinking like, well, am I getting the right herbs? Are they, yeah. you know, are they the good ones? Like, are there good ones, bad well, ones? Well, I, like- I did make some sources in the back, but um, if you can, growing them is great because then you're involved with them. You're, you and the plant kind of conspire together. But um, herb shops are good places to get them or um, mountain rose herbs I have listed in the back or um, I have, any, most towns have an herb shop somewhere or if, you might have to look for it, but there's usually a, a source of herbs nearby. That's great. And growing it is, do you grow all your own herbs like on your land? Well, I grow a lot of them here. I really do. I'm, I'm very fortunate because I'm on a farm. My, my sister and I have, um, I, I'm on the edge of their farm and they grow trees, but then they give me lots of space that I can do whatever I want with. So that is great. And do you do you create things for other people, or do you do you just grow for yourself? Um, well, I I do put stuff on my website, not the herbs, but the finished um, tinctures and stuff. Um, I used to do a lot of stuff personally here in town, but I I don't do that much anymore. Now that we don't have the shop, I kind of <laughs> I'm kind of a <laughs> I love it though. I love that you put it. What is it? Tell us where your website is if anybody wants to go and check out what you have there. It is essentialherbal.com, which is also the name of my magazine. So great. I just love your connection with herbs. Like it feels like such a natural and like pure. I don't know. Like you said, when you grow them, it's like a relationship, right? And I can feel that just in you talking about it. I think we're all like that, but um, it's been removed from a lot of us. Yeah. I, I think it, I have a friend who lives in New York City, and whenever she comes to visit, the first thing she does is take her shoes off and run around the yard. <laughs> and, you know, then I have to take her and show her all the plants and introduce them. And, and, um, but it, it, we all have that. It's just that we don't have the opportunity to enjoy it anymore a lot of times. Yes, I agree with that. I think it's so beautiful. We need to return to that, right? That's why our bodies, I think why our bodies are, you know, so stressed. And and obviously, like you said, stress is at the root of all of these other things that end up occurring. And it's just this disconnection. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. It's neat. I can, I'm almost, I'm probably not visualizing the right thing, but I'm visualizing your cool place with all of your herbs and it feels like so peaceful. So 
I love cool. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't leave no, yeah, I really like it. I, well, because I also have, um, I planted lots of food, to, like figs and uh, cherries and, you know, any kind of fruit that I can grow. I have that in, in with the herbs. So it's kind of, yeah, I like it. I love that. That's so great. And then for those that want to get the book, which is really cool, you guys, if you want to start making your own herbal remedies, there's, it's, she just describes exactly how to do it. Um, it's Herbal Medicine for Emotional Healing, 101 Natural Remedies for Anxiety, Depression, Sleep, and More. So you can get that on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Or I have it at the website, but yes, Amazon probably you can get free shipping on Yes. And on the website. Perfect. So thank you. That's amazing. And I want to ask you the four questions we ask all of our guests. Thank you for all of this wonderful information. Um, And this is just an opportunity to share a little bit about your life journey. We always get new answers on the show, which is fun. Uh, So what is a truth that you've come across in, in your life? It might be recently, it might be a long time ago, that served as a big catalyst for your life? Maybe it had you make a new choice in your life or change in some way. What was that truth for you? Well, and this might be for more than one question, but um, that it's never too late to start over. You know, I mean, I think we all have several lifetimes in our life and we change and we become somebody else and, and it's okay to just start over. Mm, I love that. It's so true. I always say that many lifetimes in a lifetime, I like to review mine um, (laughs) and look back. I've been doing that recently. Like I just actually wrote about that um, because fall always makes me like review my life and, and just think about different times. And, and literally I do feel like I've been different people um, and lifetime. So it's fascinating. Yep. Exactly. Different people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different lifetimes, different people. Um, so what is something that you have released in your life? Like it could be a limiting belief or a way that you saw yourself or the world that was impactful for you. Well, I, and I think that this is especially true for women that, cause I'm, I've been through menopause and there is nothing freer. More, <laughs> I love more it. freeing. I mean, it's just like all of a sudden, you don't really care what I, I think it might be what it's like to be a man. <laughs> I because love it. You don't, you don't get, ang- you don't, you know, you just kind of feel like, Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to get all tangled up in what other people think. Oh, that's awesome. I've, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about that recently. Um, about like what our hormones, you know what I mean? Like how much our hormones are involved in uh, like perfectionism or needing to show up in a certain way or not wanting to displease other people. Like all these things that that we experience throughout our life, Mm -hmm. right? And like how much of that is driven by our hormones, right? Or by ultimately like procreation, right? (laughs) Or it's so fascinating. Because it's, it's um, when I, I journaled all my life, you know, so writing has always been there. And so many times, when I look back, so many times I go, boy, I wish I could get off this roller coaster, which, you know, it's like, a lot of it had to do with my cycle, I believe. But it was always like, I was angry, or I was anxious, or I was, 
waiting to be angry <laughs> and it just that goes away and it's sort of like the, the first time in my life where I just was like even and calm like Pacific Ocean <laughs> oh that's cool that's that's cool that's good to know and what is how did your experience of life change like you know after you went through menopause like and you felt more like even and calm like what were the visible changes that went on in your life well, um, let's see, not too much really, except for, you know, my hips got a little wider and um, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I, well, I said I was kind of a hermit and I just don't feel like I need to dance around and try and be in other people's lives or vice versa. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you can just be who you are. Yes. And I kind of like, you know, being by myself. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. It's so interesting when you go through a process of like um, realizing at other times in your life, how much you lived life based on what other people think life needs to be. Yeah. And, and then when you get to a point in your life where you evolve out of that and you really just embrace what actually feels good to you. And maybe that's totally different than how other people live their lives. And you just get to the point where you go, oh, but this feels so good, right? It's like all these other things, like when we live, you know, a life or a, a lifestyle that doesn't really suit us, I just find that that's where, you know, that's where people struggle with addictions or, you know what I mean? Or yes. like terrible emotions. Yeah. It's like you're living out of alignment and you're trying to live this life to make somebody else happy. And you're, you know, slowly dying inside because it's not what feels good and right to you. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important that we each like embrace what, you know, they each get to know ourselves so that we can embrace what is true for us. And so what is it in your beautiful space and on your land? And um, what is it that keeps you feeling good? So like, what is it, if I said, what keeps you in alignment? What, what do you do with yourself that you just feel like, oh, these are the moments that, that are super high vibe for me and that feel really good? Well, okay. So I do have a very small circle. I keep a small circle of friends and, and we, um, we talk herbs <laughs> <laughs> and trade, we swap herbs and seeds and, and stuff like that. And, um, and that's where we feel safe, you know, as, um, and working in the yard and, and rolling around on the ground, you know, weeding or whatever. And, that's probably my favorite thing. That is an amazing favorite thing too. We all should be rolling around in the dirt more, putting our hands in the dirt, right? It would be a healthier society. I know it. Yes, I think so. It's so good. Well, thank you so much, Tina. This is amazing. And I love the work that you're doing. And thank you for bringing your knowledge, right, on herbs to the forefront and teaching us. And I'm looking in, I'm going to look into some holy basil and I'm going to now not know, I'm going to now not think Siberian ginseng is ginseng. This is like, this is, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, it's ginseng. So, I mean, big mystery solved for me. So thank you for that. Sure. It was wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook 
at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. 